Give the secret handshake, check your cloak, and remove your tinfoil hat. This is the Illuminati Social Club, the podcast you don't want they to know about. This is bullshit. This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. Welcome to the In Search of series here on the Illuminati Social Club, Season 2, Episode 7? Seven? 7, yeah, 7, wow. Uh, this week we are talking about hurricanes. And uh, joining me to help, you know, to, to help, uh, you know, slog through this one, uh, from Tampa, Florida, we have Mr. Oliver Rockside. Hello all, how are you? Good. And uh, from Halifax, Nova Scotia. God, I almost said Guelph, Ontario. No, uh, Halifax, <laughs> Nova Scotia. We have Dr. Steve Cloutier. Just for the record, I have never been to Guelph. Oh, really? Maybe I used you to live will. In, I used to live in Ontario. I used to live in Windsor, but I've, I never made it to Guelph. Oh, cool. Let me, let me give you a tip. You have to become a vegetarian to live there. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the Lakewood of... Uh, of, of oh, is uh, it? Canada, because Lakewood, Ohio, is kind of that that same kind of crunchy. Uh, oh, ridiculous hipsters! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, gentlemen, we watched uh, we watched the episode on hurricanes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start it off right now just by saying I didn't get a lot of notes out of this one. Uh, it was kind of straightforward. There wasn't a whole lot. There there were no characters. I mean, maybe the one uh hurricane scientist was a was a character, but uh uh yeah, I didn't get a whole lot out of this. Uh Oliver, what were your impressions? Uh I have three lines of notes. <laughs> That's it. So <laughs> um there's a there's um a, a convention in regular TV series where they do something called a bottle episode where they've either found out that they've run out of budget or uh, they think they're going to run out of budget in the future. So what they do is they put uh, basically a, a show into a, a, like a courtroom and mm. no one goes outside of that or some kind of uh, different thing where there's not a lot of locations or special effects or anything needed. This to me was a bottle episode. I think this whole 22 minutes was stock footage. Hmm. Yeah, it was. Because there's no Nimoy in this. No, not at all. It was all it was all stock footage. They had uh, uh, what ABC News footage, and that's about it. Um, yeah. Uh, Steve, what was your uh, what were your impressions of this? Uh, yeah, well, my first comment um, was it was just boring. Um, <laughs> but but the thing is, sort of re rewatching it a bit. Um, because I, I sometimes watch them twice when I can. There were a lot of, actually, a lot of opportunities I thought to sort of develop the show. Mm. Uh, like, like they talked about the hurricane hunters. There was a, a good opportunity to talk about the science of hunting hurricanes and stuff like that. Um, but they just showed some footage of guys in the plane and their computers. Um, I know for us now nowadays that that technology would have been out of date, but there was still an opportunity to sort of do something there. Mm. Um, there was, there was an opportunity uh, like to do what they did with the earthquakes and sort of mm. talk about the, 
as, as in, in season one, they talked about how earthquakes started. They're, they gave a little bit about the discussion about the how hurricanes were formed, but you know they could have gone into the science of that, but they mm-hmm. they didn't really do that either. And, and there were there were a lot of opportunities that were just wasted. I thought. Yeah, I uh, I I thought for sure they were going to at, at least be somewhat prophetic because by the uh, late seventies, early eighties, um, you know, the idea of climate change was very much in the forefront, and I thought for sure they were going to say something about you know these storms are you know have the potential of getting you know bigger and more deadly as time goes on, and you know they they missed. I mean, they, they could have seriously said something along that lines, and they did not. Um, uh, basically, uh, yeah, hurricanes are powerful storms. Uh, I, I personally like the file footage that they had. I, I, do, I do enjoy good file footage. Um, I like stock footage, file footage, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> I did get, uh, since the 1930s, stupid news reporters have been standing out in the middle of hurricanes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the one thing that I kept on seeing is the stock footage. They kept on showing this person who was about, you know, thigh deep in water. And they kept on showing the same shot over and over again. I think they mm-hmm. did it three times. And I'm like, um, and it seemed like an elderly person. I mm-hmm. couldn't figure out whether it was a guy or a girl. Um, but I'm sitting here going... Why doesn't the cameraman just stop and go and get them? <laughs> you know. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Yeah, really. It's funny how we, because we've just been through, I mean, I did, because it was my first ever having to worry about a hurricane situation mm-hmm. uh, for my place down here. And uh, so I watched everything that had to do with the last hurricane that came through Irma. And uh, it's funny because I remember, uh, you know, now hurricanes, if there's any kind of weather disaster, Anderson Cooper shows up wearing Prada. <laughs> Um, and, um, ties himself to a telephone pole, ties himself to a telephone pole. And, uh, yeah, it just reminded me of that is that, you know, Anderson Cooper, you know, sitting by Tampa Bay, just kind of, you know, waiting it out while being fashionable. Um, I, I, you know, it just seems how reporters really haven't changed much in that area. So, so it's one of those great, um, it, it was one of those great uh, episodes for, you know, here we are, um, in 2018 and, you know, we're talking about like the late seventies, early eighties. And, you know, from then to now, uh, hurricane detection and, uh, forecasting technology has come leaps and bounds because, I mean, they're talking about with little warning, you know, they're, uh, hurricanes strike Florida. It's like, well, you know, now we have, you know, you can get up to like, you know, five days notice, maybe more just watching, you know, seeing this thing form out in the middle of the Atlantic ocean. And, you know, while it's heading for us, uh, you know, we should leave town. Um, but yeah, I mean, back in those, back in, back in the early days, you know, back when this episode was done, yeah, we did not have that kind of technology. It was no, very it, limited. Yeah, what they can do now with the modeling is is unbelievable. I mean, again, because I was glued to the TV in September and going through all this. But the funny thing was, is that even with all that modeling and everything like that, 
is that Irma, for instance, which is the biggest hurricane we've had since Katrina, I would think, I think it was bigger than Harvey, um, is uh, is the fact that it, it, you know, at the last second, it moved about five miles and that spared Tampa. Just it made a left turn and that no one expected. And uh, so even with all the modeling, it's just, you know, nature is always unpredictable. But one thing that I did want to ask our research team, and in in I mean Steve <laughs> when I say that, um, is uh, was Katrina much stronger than Camille? I mean, they brought up Camille because I no. think it was a category. It wasn't? No, it wasn't. Um, Camille, um, I'd have to double check this, but Camille remains the second biggest Hurricane, and I think Katrina's in the top five, but but it's not it's not as high as Camille. Okay, I have okay. The, I have the Wikipedia page open for that. Um, let's see. According to uh, the, um, they have a, a hurricane severity in in yeah a hurricane severity index. It uh, it's just uh. The intensity plus the size. Um, they discussed uh, one of the number twos because uh, Hugo and Betsy are uh, both number two. Carla is actually number one. That was in ni- that was in nineteen sixty one. It was an intensity of seventeen and a size of twenty five. Um, Camille was intensity twenty two, size fourteen. Katrina was basically the opposite. It was intensity 13 and size of 23. So, uh-huh. I mean, they were tied at 36. Right. Uh, and that's at number four. And then uh, Opal, Hurricane Opal in 1995 was uh, intensity 11 and size 25. So, um, yeah, Camille was definitely more intense than Katrina, but Katrina was just huge. Right. Yeah. And of course the levees broke. That's yeah. really mm-hmm. what made what made yeah. Katrina. Yeah, even more just I do have a nomination for a character for this show though, Jason. Okay. They, we didn't get her name, but that lady from Mississippi. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, small small anecdote here is that Mrs. outside of Quebec, um, Mississippi is the only place in North America I've ever been where they didn't understand what I was saying. Uh, I was at when I was in Mississippi. I was asked to repeat myself so many times; it was crazy. Well, it goes opposite because I didn't understand a damn word <laughs> that she said, <laughs> except for a lot of prayer, prayers and something else. Pray, I can't remember. Praise the Lord. Yes, yeah. praise the Lord. And yeah. um, but uh, she was, she was. That was forty-five seconds of of uh, character. I can tell you that. Uh, she lost her shoes. At one point, I remember her yeah. mentioning that she lost her shoes. Of she, course. She lost most of her clothes and her shoes, uh, and a neighbor was kind enough to give her uh, you know, get, give her clothes and shoes to wear. Oh, I'm and, glad you can try that. Did we put that through Google Translate? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was because I was watching it down in the basement and, oh, you know, okay. on, the, on the big TV So <laughs> while I sat and took notes. Um, yeah, they, uh, yeah, they go through uh, hurricane Camille, of course. Um, and they also talked about Betsy, which, uh, you know, and of course there's going to be stupid people who, uh, you know, ah, this storm isn't going to be so bad. It's just going to be a storm. And, you know, they end up, you know, not, uh, 
not seeking shelter. Well, do you know what the thing that kind of caught my thing about that, Jason? What's that? Is that they, this is about the, the party in the hotel room? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the only survivor was an eight-year-old. Yes, who floated who, out who, on a mattress. Who, who leaves their eight? If you're going to do this and be a moron. <laughs> yeah, don't, gonna, don't subject your kids to it. You're going to bring an eight-year-old around? I mean, I hate children, but I would never do that to an eight-year-old. <laughs> um, I couldn't tell if the... Uh, you know, the hurricane scientist that, that kept showing up, I couldn't tell if he was like being very knowledgeable or he was just cranky. I, you know, he was like, he was like kind of a crank sounding guy. Then my third note and my final note on this episode was the hurricane <laughs> expert just gesticulates like crazy. He was very, oh, yeah. he was very pointy. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that he probably does not show up on TV that often at that point, and you know probably uh, decided to make the most of it. Let's emote. <laughs> Although he did become a weatherman. Oh, really? Yep. He, um, he Dr. Neil Frank is his name, hmm. and he was the director of the National Hurricane Center from 1974 to 1987. When he retired from that, he became a weatherman in Houston. Oh, wow. Um, oh, let's see. What else do I have? I, I, I always wanted, I've always wanted to go up in a storm plane. Like one of those, you know, one of the, uh, the planes that goes through the hurricane. That, that just sounds so cool to me. Chris and I also realized that, oh, yeah, the thing could also crash. Now, would it because, uh, this is something I've always wondered about, is that, um, now the the plane that they showed had was a was a prop plane. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I wonder whether a jet going through it would ha- would have problems. I don't know because really it's just a density of cloud when you get up that high, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I swear they I swear I've seen jets go through it. Um, yeah, because I'm kind of wondering how how dangerous is that? I I think the danger arrives on the ground, not up in the air. I just think the uh, the danger would arise if you get a you know if you get a nice gust of wind uh, you know knocking that knocking that plane around enough and you know that pilot better be pretty experienced. But aren't you above it? Um, sometimes no, no, you're you, in you, it. You fly through it. Oh, you fly through it. Okay. You fly yeah. through it to get to the eye. Um, I, I and this is. Just my impression, but I, I was honestly under the impression that they used, they tended to use prop planes because they could go a little bit slower than, and that could be wrong. But uh, you know, it had to do with sort of managing speed and stuff like that. I could be wrong about that, but that was always my impression. I was just wondering whether all that moisture would stall the jet engine. I don't know. I, that that was it's possible. Uh, yeah. Although jet engines oh. do, do can take a lot of rain and moisture. I mean, mm-hmm. they're very. Very well designed for that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, they're only uh, at that point, you know, in the seventies, they were using coastal radar, um, ships at sea, and uh, ocean buoys to to detect hurricanes. So I guess they did not have um, like full access to satellite data. Um, so yeah, you know, today we're very. Uh, we're kind of fortunate <laughs> that you could basically say, "Oh yeah, we got a hurricane coming. Uh, you got a week to get out of town, and it may not hit." So, um, 
they, there are models. There were models used for like uh, Hurricane Camille, but they were very, very low tech. Um, yeah, even, well, yeah. even as Oliver Oliver said, even with all our technology, Mother Nature can throw throw us a curveball. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So you know, even now with all our technology, you know, hurricanes, we still can't really predict hur- hurricanes. Right. Can I inject a little bit of woo into this? Sure. Um, they mentioned that uh, one of the things that makes uh, hurricanes develop is the rotation of the Earth. Um, so how do flat earthers explain hurricanes? <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question. Yeah, I would love to find out. Yeah. We should ask. We should ask on Twitter and see what they say. Oh, they won't. They won't answer. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they don't answer questions. They only fire back questions. Oh, really? But, but we won't get into that. Not here. Um, no, this isn't. This is neither the time nor place. I, I've also discussed flat earthers twice on this uh, <laughs> on this podcast. So, so sorry, I brought it up. I oh, no problem. No problem at all. <laughs> I enjoy it. It's been one of my. It's been one of my pet projects lately. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> There, there's a meme going around that allegedly says that one of the flat earthers said that there are flat earthers all over the globe. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, by the way, back to the uh, back, back to the episode, you know, because there's so much to talk about. Oh, wait. No, there isn't. Um, <laughs> no, they go to man on the street interviews for, uh, you know, about hurricanes. You know, asking people if they would leave if there is a hurricane predicted. And, you know, of course you have the, uh, you know, the brain trust of America talking about hurricanes. One thing I was very impressed about, because you know this very well, Jason, is that whenever one of these big storms hits, mm-hmm. someone always says that it's God's judgment. <laughs> they, had none of, they had none of those people. No, they just had, well, they just had the one lady who was praising the Lord for getting her through that. Yeah. But then, you know. But then, you know, again, if it was his judgment, I, yeah, I love. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure the listeners can can figure that that question out. <laughs> yeah, that was one of, one of my favorite things about Katrina. I mean, among all of that tragedy, someone brought up the fact that it was God's wrath on New Orleans, mm-hmm. yet it left the French Quarter untouched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, so. yeah. I don't have any other notes here. This is a very short episode. If if this is all we're talking about, anyone have well, anything? Uh, any any uh, you know anything in the credits? Did anyone look at? Well, the credits were different on my on the one that I saw. Yeah, I know. Well, at the beginning, yeah. Yeah, but that was a brief because the the next one that we're going to talk about went back to the old one. So I don't know what's yeah, going was, on there. Well, the one that I watched, uh, it was um, I think it was an A and E uh, episode. It was from uh, the A and E network, and then. Um, the next one, like a lot of them that we're seeing in season two on YouTube are from History Channel. Well, Annie owns History Channel, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, yeah, they're, right. but it, that, that kind of thing. But as I said in our season one wrap up, mm-hmm. um, either educate me in search of or make me laugh at crazy people. But don't yeah. bore, but don't bore me. <laughs> don't worry. I think the next episode we're going to have <laughs> the latter. And uh, this one bored me. Don't, yeah, this don't one do that was, in search of. <laughs> yeah, this one was. Uh, I I think this is gonna get you know, this one's definitely gonna be my one of my contenders for um, 
I don't, possibly the most boring episode and most unwatchable. Yeah, it was a snoozer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, the the only thing that was even remotely interesting was the Neil Frank stuff. But even that mm-hmm. wasn't that great. He just sort right. of, as you said, he was cranky, saying that we, sh- you know, that people weren't going to listen to him anyway, and you know, they were all going to die horribly um, because they won't listen to him. But they even they didn't even go deep into that. You know, the Hurricane Hunters was an opportunity, which, you know, for a minute or two, they were there and that was it. But, you know. Mm -hmm. Ah, So. Yeah, we got do we have anything else to do? We have anything else to say? Anything else? (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, this is this episode is just a slog. If I wasn't eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and and sitting on my couch, uh, yeah, this would have been a really... I would have had to get up a few times. <laughs> well, it's a peanut butter... Was the, was the peanut butter and jelly on Fresh Wonder? Uh, no. See, then you've just ruined it for me. And what, oh, and what kind of peanut butter was it? What kind of peanut butter was it? Crunchy. If you say, if you say organic, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> no, it's Jif Crunchy. Okay, good call, but the fresh wonder was a letdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Was it, was it strawberry jelly? Yes. Okay, good, good. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> can you I tell approve. we're bored, folks? Yeah, really. <laughs> can you tell we're stalling? <laughs> I think I think we want to get to the. Uh, I think we want to get to the next episode quick. <laughs> Sorry, you have to wait. For, you have to wait a whole week. Um, I, I just have this image of, of Jason Reese sort of off camera trying to say, stretch, stretch, doing that sort of sign that they do on television when you have to stretch something. <laughs> uh, so, you know what? I think we're just going to wrap it up right here. Um, Steve, why don't you tell people where they can find you uh, when you're not slogging through an episode on hurricanes? Well, um, I have a lot of wind in me. Um, <laughs> and you can find that wind on on Twitter at Doc Pinko, D-O-C-P-I-N-K-O. And you can also find me on my podcast, The Culture of the Second World War. Excellent. Oliver, where can people find you? Well, if you'd like to have a Category 5 of stupidity, you can find me at Oliver Rockside uh, on Twitter. Also, please feel free to join me with my co-host, Aaron White, reviewing 20 Years of Law & Order, and on my other podcast, which is called You're Just the Worst, the 100 Most Awful Pop Songs in Music History. You can find those on the usual platforms. Excellent. And you can find me uh, at AlienCG on Twitter. You can follow this podcast at IlluminatiPod. Um, If you want to get in touch with us, we have an email address, IlluminatiPod at gmail.com. You know, send us your uh, your. Your, your questions, your criticisms, your uh, your high praise, if you will. Um, we're always looking for that. Uh, tell, tell me I pause too many times. Uh, <laughs> you know, hey, anything you want, e- email us. Come on, we're bored over here, people. Okay. Um, anyway, um, don't, don't be like that lady from Mississippi. Just, just leave town in the event of a hurricane. And take your eight-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. Toodles, kids. See ya. <laughs>